0: Welcome to the program. It's Chris Moore, the Pittsburgh, on the radio with you. Happy Mother's Day to all of you out there who are celebrating Mother's Day. We have a special guest on this Mother's Day uh, who is also a mother and a grandmother, although she doesn't look like it. Dr. Deborah Davis is an award-winning writer and visiting professor of medicine at the Hebrew University and president of the Environmental Health Trust. Uh, Jackson, uh, Wyoming-based virtual think tank, and they offer more than 220 scientific publications and the popular book, Disconnected, The Truth About Cell Phone Radiation. Every Mother's Day to you, Dr. Davis. How are you? And,
1: and to you as well, Chris. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you. Uh, this is, I guess, the perfect today to talk about um, this new generation of cell phones that is coming out, 5G, uh, that seems to be sold to us as a better, faster way to communicate, but there may be some hidden problems there that you'd like uh, people to know about in our audience. Is that correct? That is correct.
1: I'm I'm one of uh, several hundred scientists who have petitioned the United Nations asking for a moratorium on 5G because of the lack of safety and environmental testing data on the impact of this radiation on public health. It's true that this 5G radiation is uh, faster and doesn't penetrate as well into the skin, but it is not true, therefore, that it's safer because we don't have safety testing and actually, in the city of Sydney, Australia, and in Brussels, Belgium, they've effectively stopped rolling it out, demanding more safety information, while we in the United States are proceeding uh, hell-bent on rolling it out all over the place.
0: 866-391-1020, talk or text, dollar bank instant access at kdkradio.com. Let's go to the phones. Ron in Hamilton Fields, California. you on KDK.
2: Yes, sir.
0: Um it's a good program that you have.
2: <clears throat> Unfortunately, we have so many bioaccumulative health hazards coming to us, and for children. When you're talking about vaping, and you're also talking about the use of these electronic uh, communication systems with their intake, what in the end of this result, you know, as I work with students and they know what's in it, dot org project, they're asking because they are doing both of these things: yeah. e-cigarettes and handling yep. these communication devices. Well, it's, How it's the bioaccumulation from these communication uh, devices and the bioaccumulation from the toxic e-cigarettes, and of course the addictive values of them. What's the bioaccumulation levels? A very, very smart question. Because unfortunately,
1: we know that. Uh, cell phone radiation weakens membranes, so those vaping pens that allow these kids to take in all of that uh, nicotine exposure that they can enhance with the vape um, device, um, that also means that any toxic material that's in their blood can get more deeply Throughout their bodies, and that's really not been widely recognized. So, you're absolutely right to talk about bioaccumulation. And it's the reason we have to protect our children, of course, is that their brains are still growing, their skulls are thinner. They contain more fluid, and they haven't developed fully myelin, which is a fatty protective sheath around the neurons. And as a consequence, we know that children have problems with impulse control and judgment, and a lot of and synthetic reasoning. And here we are exposing their brains to addictive properties of nicotine. And now we also know, it will not surprise you as a teacher, that the screens can be addictive as well addicted in the same way with the same kinds of dopamine hit that you get out of nicotine
2: or cocaine. As a grandfather, I would ask one more question. I'm always concerned with, with you know, health conditions of myself and children and grandchildren. And the one question I would have for the government and for anyone in finance is, why are we occurring future health burdens on society? and the cost of health care, and therefore the minimizing of the spread of monies for health care, that the future will hold from what these children now are burdening with. The bioaccumulation will lead and can trigger the cancers and other diseases down the line, and therefore heighten the burden. Why do we have consumer products at all that will heighten the burden of healthcare? care? It's like an old story, and I know this is going to sound peculiar. As a kid, we used to hear something called you stab them, and we'll stab them. It's like industry is interacting <laughs> on the illness as well as as the, the health care costs, and then they're minimizing even the potential for health care at multiple levels. I, I appreciate any response here. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you. Well, well, that's, very, that's a very thoughtful observation, and it's a very good question that I think should really be asked to our government right now and to the leaders of, of, of these companies, as a matter of fact. With growing health care costs, we're creating the conditions, as, as the uh, caller indicated, to create even more of a demand because of our failure to anticipate the consequences of long-term of what we're doing. Just as you said earlier, Chris, about fracking and childhood cancer, and I think reporting miscarriage and and some birth defects as well go along with that. What I would say is this. We have historically as a civilization demanded proof of harm before we've taken steps to reduce exposures. We have a poor history when it comes to tobacco control or asbestos or even air pollution, where only after we had evidence of sick people and dead bodies in massive amounts did we take steps to reduce exposure. Now, public health is not an exact science. It's driven by the hope and that we will be able to prevent harm. As my young grandson correctly pointed out, I want to prevent cancer. I don't want to prove it's already happened because by then it will be too late. And I think the short answer to your question, sir, which is an excellent one, is that we have a too-short-term look at what's important. The bottom line is what will drive the economy uh, for the next year or two, not what's going to happen in 20 years. And you're absolutely right. We're creating a tremendous burden for the future by what we do now if we ignore, which I hope we will not, the growing evidence that 5G can be harmful